Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Online, on your mobile, and on FM. From the home of time. This is Maritime Radio Greenwich. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his own sweet song. Slade, Russell buried, and Roger Johnson sent some fans home sniffing back the tears. The worst part is that we've still got another 45 of those to sit through this season. Welcome back to Cholton Live. Jason Pierce, the judge, could be pulling Nathan Cameron out to say from our scene. It didn't look like a correct decision. And they're going to take the lead here as Declan Ruff's going to keep John in the game. Neil Downs runs up right footed. He puts it in. He's put it in the corner. And Barry have the lead after 71 minutes. Now to take the corner. Now swinging a chip towards the back post, but Pope gets ahead on it. And it's cleared off the line, I think. No, it's a goal. It went on. 2-0 Barry. Header came in from Pope, he came into the path for a two, he can tap home from a few yards out. 
and the referee blows up and concludes an opening day defeat for the Addicts. So, time to panic yet? Hey, good evening and welcome to Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. My name is Louis Mendez. I'm your host for this evening as we look back at yesterday's disappointing opening day defeat at Berry. Joining me here in the studio at the Valley are Nathan Muller. How are you doing, Nathan? Yeah, living the dream still. Excellent stuff, <laughs> excellent stuff. And joining the pair of us, Lewis Cat. How you doing, Lewis? Oh, fantastic, Louis. Be, fantastic. We, between us, I think we've all had a terrible couple of days, haven't we? With your, your car breaking down, you forget having to pay an extra 50 quid for your train, yeah. me having to watch Cholton. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it wasn't been great. On uh, So uh, on tonight's show, we will discuss the goings-on at Gig Lane yesterday afternoon. We're going to hear from Russell Stowe. We're going to discuss the hoo-ha uh, surrounding Roger Johnson's alleged actions at full time. We're also going to dissect a card statement released to Cholton Life this evening. We'll hear from some Addicts fans that I interviewed before yesterday's game and of course we're going to hear from you guys you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk or you can tweet us at Charlton Life. there's a thread on the Charlton Life forum where you can contact us as well um, let, let's, let's get straight down to it guys uh, Nathan that, uh, that was a difficult game to watch yesterday uh, yeah business as usual <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't really know where to start really I'm trying to you know, cling on to some sort of chance that we had or uh, <laughs> some sort of positive sort of message. But yeah, no, it was pretty dire yesterday. Um, there was sort of glimpses in the you know, start of the second half. But yeah, we were done undone by lapse of concentration and then slightly defending on set pieces again. It's sort of deja vu, really. But um, yeah, I think I could ramble all day, really, with my concerns. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lewis, when you, did, was that the sort of performance you were expecting when you, when you, when you went to gig lane yesterday? I mean, sadly, a little bit, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's hard, isn't it, to be optimistic at the moment about about Charlton. I mean, we know we know the squad's not where it needs to be, and you look at some of the players that they had in there. I mean, fair enough, Foley's been with the side for most of pre-season, but we only made him a permanent fixture on on well, Friday. So five months, yeah, <laughs> for five months. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, that's how. That's how. We, can't, we got to cling on. It's a transfer. We got. We got to take it. Haven't that's, we? Like, that's something we can talk about in, in the next few in the next few minutes. Anyway, but um, uh, the the lineup itself, when we looked at it, there was, there was seven debutants in there. Um, I think it, it was sort of like a standout was the fact that it wasn't Adam Lookman starting. I mean, we, he, he's not had a summer break. I think I was I was told he's had four days off this summer because mm. he's been away with the England under 19s. But do, do you think he, he should be starting, or do you think it's wise that we try and protect the young player? I mean, that has been an issue: is that we not be protecting young players over the last couple of years. But all of a sudden, when we are, you kind of wish we weren't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, to be fair, I understand why he's not starting. Um, as you said, he's not really had a lot of rest, but that was on the the uh, thought that Harriet was still here. So, obviously, when Harriet's gone and the thought of JJ, you know, bless him, he's not a left midfielder anymore, but him trying to play out on that left-hand side, it was never going to work against Barry or Blimmin' Rams, Bottom United or whatever. It was never going to work. He's not a left midfielder now. So, as soon as that was there, it, it made me feel a little bit uneasy. Um, but, you yeah, know, I still think we have to protect him. It's a long season. You know, we've still not had a full season professionally, so I still think we need to be a bit careful with him. I guess the the obvious debutant to, to point out would start starting at the back. Um, uh, Declan Rudd's been loaned in from from Norwich City. Uh, I, I thought he looked quite. He actually looked quite well. He claimed some corners early on, didn't he? Yeah, I thought he looked quite good. To be honest, um, there was a little miscommunication between him and Solly in the first half, but that's really that's minimal stuff. Apart from that, I think he was barely tested. Was he until near the end? He made a good save just before their penalty. But apart from that, yeah, he had a pretty pretty good game. Solid. 
Yeah, uh, Fox and, and Solly at right backs, two players who um, know who, who, who we know well have been with us for a couple of years. I mean, uh, no, no matter how dark days get at Charlton, any time you get to watch Chris Solly play football, oh, yeah. it's still it's still a joy. I mean, so, some of the times, especially in that first half, where he was uh, dealing with the defend with the strikers coming down his right hand side mm. and just out muscling, despite being a smaller guy, he really he really is still Mister Consistency for us. Yeah, no, he's it was well him and Fox. I thought were absolutely amazing yesterday. I thought they were. Um Fox got forward a few times and put a decent cross in the box. Um, Solly was, yeah, like you said, he's just his normal self and you can always rely on him and he's the only one really um, who stood out massively for me. But, um, yeah, what you, you know, you, Solly's different gravy and he does the same every week and that's why everyone loves him here because he just does the same every week. Mm. Uh, the the centre back pairing. I mean, obviously, we're going to have to talk about what, what's what's been what's been said after the game, uh, allegedly. <laughs> um, uh, we uh, but just in terms of general performance, I mean, I felt. I mean, Berry certainly came out well on top in that first half, and and we were being put under pressure. But in terms of clear cut chances, were we conceding many? Not really. But mm, you know, not really. Um, uh, J- Jason Pierce gives away the penalty in the second half. But do you think it was all right other than that? Or? Yeah, I mean, it, to be fair. I think by, uh, even Rod Johnson, I think Johnson, apart from one sort of moment in the first half where he let it bounce, where there wasn't a communication between him, Pierce and Rudd, but you know, Rudd's trained maybe, what, one day, um, Pierce not so many more or whatever, so it's always going to happen, but I didn't think they were tested, you know, I was saying to the guys I went with, Berry never really carved us open at all, you know, we weren't, I didn't feel under threat, I didn't think they were going to score anything, you just knew if there was a corner or a free kick... I just knew that was the only time he was going to get undone. But yeah, I thought Pierce played really well, yeah. especially first half. I thought he was excellent. But, but that was the thing with the corners, as mm. we've already said. Like Declan Rudd was claiming them early yeah. on, but, if you, and, but they were putting him within you know, the edge of the six-yard box, where mm. a, a good mm. goalkeeper like Rudd's going to come out and claim it. And in the second half, when the, the ones they scored from mm. both went towards the far post, where um, Pierce was was wrestling with I think it was Cameron uh, for yeah. Berry and give away the corner. The second one went to the far post, was headed back across by by Tom Pope before two who. Can, can bury it so that's why I guess they, they, had to, they had to mix that up and you know set pieces corners in particular we conceded goals from over 20 of them last season mm. and that, that is so bad mm. and we'll hear from Russell Slade in a minute he talks about respecting the basics and defending a corner is the very definition of basic <laughs> isn't it it is yeah and it is it's a massive it's always been a worrying statistic from from last season you think maybe we'd have had we'd have looked at that especially over over pre-season but you know, here we are. We've conceded from a corner again. We've conceded a penalty from a corner, and it's just you know, it's the same old story, isn't it? But hopefully, we can we can get it sorted out because, like you say, if we've got to respect the basics, that is one of the basics of playing yeah. football. So, and whereas Barry did, did come out the, the, the stronger side, it, it, it took us until I think about half an hour. I think it's twenty nine minutes, perhaps, that we had our first actual effort, uh, and it was from Miles out of Jose having a shot that was sort of swerving, and, and the keeper just got a toe to it. Uh, Williams, the goalkeeper, mm. um, but it. it no matter what level of football you're at, if, if you're not going to be creating chances, then you're never going to win games, really. Are you? And that was the problem in the first half. We just did not come out at all. Yeah, no, I mean, for the away games, we, we've got to get used to that. We're going to have teams flying at us because the home games, we, we need to expect a lot of teams to sit and literally defend for their lives. But, I mean, us going forward yesterday, we didn't have any nous whatsoever forward. We, we didn't seem like we had any plan whatsoever apart from literally getting it to the byline and then knocking it forward, hoping the flick-ons from Novak. And it, it just wasn't working and there was no in, in plan that, B. Yeah, I mean, in, that first, half, in that first half, I think, in, uh, until like, around that half an hour mark, we saw a couple of bursts from uh, Ricky Holmes mm. on, on the right, who was our only, our only midfielder with any pace yesterday. 
Um, and, and, and even then they were coming to nothing. I think we, we saw a, a really good link-up between Novak and Ajose in the Welling pre-season game, but since then I don't think they've even played together. No. With uh, Novak's hand injury, Ajose had a knock as well throughout pre-season. And, and it really told, didn't it? Yeah. It did, massively. I, I thought Novak looked quite unfit yesterday. Looked under, un, un, yeah, below the pace he looked yeah, yesterday. Yeah, massively. And they, I guess that comes back to the question that we... I think that we, it might become the... the um, uh, the the motive of the show is that we're going to talk every week about how we're lacking a squad depth. If we if mm. we had a bit more of a squad, mm. another striker who could come in, in terms of a first team striker, yeah. we're looking at this Kilmarnock guy. But um, then we, then we would have played him probably instead of Novak, who was who has sat out the last two weeks of pre-season. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. I think what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to stay positive and say, you know, the the mistakes. Um, that you touched on about the corner with Pierce, Johnson and Rudge, you know, the organisation is going to be key and we've got a load of leaders now. So I'm hoping, you know, within time it, you know, it, it all comes together. But the, with the start we've had now, and that's only one game, we haven't really got that time to, we need to gel quicker than probably in previous years. You probably have a little bit more time because we've not really had a season, a pre-season altogether. We've now got, we started the season where a load of players haven't even played with each other before. So that's, What's going to be the biggest test now? Because we need to get it sort of sorted, sharpish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it, I, was, I was thinking about this on the train home yesterday. We're trying to think about, it, and I obviously started off with a bit of panic, panic from from the Smiths. But realistically, did, oh, if, if if we looked at this as just a fo- the first football game of the season, you know, we, we we had a spell at the start of the second half. We were poor for most of it. It's not if you look at who's who's lost this weekend. Newcastle have lost this weekend. Aston Villa have lost this weekend. You know, big teams expected to do well have lost this weekend. If if you look at it a one-off game, it's like well, you know, it, it's happened. It's going to mm. take us. Our squad's coming late. It's going to take a time to gel. But with all the problems that we've had over the last couple of years, it, it does feel a bit more urgent, doesn't it? It does. And, I, and looking at it, you, you, you know, I was I went with a couple of people yesterday, and they were saying they can't see it improving either. The, the way we played yesterday. It's sort of put a dampener on everything. We've we've come down to this level, and it it goes back to what Nate was saying about the, not having a proper pre-season. Is that it was it was said that we wanted to assemble a, a competitive squad, so Slade had them all a pre-season. He could take all of them out to Austria, get the bonding going. But that didn't happen. We had how you know how many how many exits have we had? How many players have we had leaving? Oh, now? I've lost 16, count. 17, something yeah, like that. Yeah, and now. we've had a handful in. And that to me, we looked yesterday like a, it felt like a pre-season game. Yeah. It looked like we were a team still in pre-season, and that Berry were prepared. And that was that was just the way it looked to me. Average age of the of the substitutes bench for the Addicts there, all of them academy players, um, was uh, nineteen, which I mean, it says it already, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just ridiculous. When you when you when you read down the when you read down the team sheet, and then you come to the bench, you are looking at them going, "Jesus, that is." That is like a crash, <laughs> uh, but I did notice it was we we never we didn't have one foreign player or in our whole squad yesterday. Yeah. We had two, two well, you had a Welshman and a Irishman, and everyone else was English, which was mm. I did well, I didn't know where Bar was. Uh, oh, no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, start the second half. Um, I mean, the, we, we do need to try and look for some positives out of yesterday's yeah. game. Um, and at the start of the second half, we did start coming out. Mm. Um, Ricky Holmes involved in it all, really, for us. Um, down, down the right hand side, a couple of—I uh, think he had a, a cross, come, a cross, a, the ball across the face of the goal, yeah. beat mm-hmm. the keeper at the near post, and it seemed, from where we were seeing, it seemed to come off the, the bar or the post. Yeah. From where yeah. you were seeing, you probably had a better yeah. view. Uh, that, that then it came off and just missed Novak at the far post. Then mm-hmm. he was set in by Novak, had a, had a shot blocked. There was a, a glorious Morgan Fox cross yeah. Yeah. across the face of goal, and again Novak not on the pace, wasn't there mm. to tap it in at the far post. Yeah. So mm. you know, if we are looking for a positive, which we're we going to have to try and do because we've still got a whole season to play, yeah. um, 
we, we had that spell, didn't make it count, but at least we, we, we had a spell, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it looked to me, second half, it looked like Ricky Holmes was given more of a free roll and started roaming around a little bit more, and he sort of tucked sort of Jacko in a little bit and played that narrower formation, But and that's when we started getting Fox and Solly pushing further up the pitch, and that's where we got more more of our chances, like you said, about the Fox chances. So, it, yeah, I mean, we've got to stay positive, you know, with the old team down the road, they started really badly last year, and finished up going strong so you know it's not the end of the world but it wasn't great viewing to be fair and like you said we didn't really create many clear cut chances the keeper didn't have that much to do and I think that's what the disappointing thing is patience was always going to be uh, patience is a virtue that Charlton aren't going to be afforded this season after everything <laughs> that happened last season it's so vital that we got off to a good start and that's, mm. why, it's, that's why it's arguable that it's so vital that we got the players in early I mean just mm. in terms of just if you want to get promoted, you need to have a good start anyway, mm. or, or at least a, 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 a reasonable yeah. start. Yeah. Um, but the fact, the fact of the matter is, I mean, with the the, the way the fan base are at the moment, and we, we're, we're all like it pretty much, it seems. Um, anything going wrong, it's just it's, it feels like a continuation of what's gone wrong over the last two years, and you you lose your first day. First day defeat up at Berry, and you saw how angry those fans were, and that's that's mm. that's why it's so vital to get something yesterday. Yeah, I mean the, the 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 thing is, is yesterday's, you know, the fans were in full voice yesterday. We we were. I mean, before singing. before before the, the we started losing, the fans were superb. Yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. And, superb. and I think that's the disappointing thing because they've you know, with thousands of us went all all the way up there. It was nice. We had a nice beer, obviously, but <laughs> we went up there. You know, support the team regardless of the whole sort of situation at the moment. To cheered on the boys for all that time, and it just seemed a bit. Futile. Yeah, it yeah. just seemed a bit uh, like the fight. The whole thing seemed really lethargic. So I think that's why a lot of people got quite irate about. It. And you know, rightly so. You know, they're more than more than happy to voice our concerns, shall I say? <laughs> yeah, uh, a couple of tweets in Lewis Wheeler. Uh, says I think people need to relax saying we're going down it's one game we might not go up but we definitely don't go yeah. down so Lewis, Lewis is, oh, I uh, agree with that 100% yeah, 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 can think, his yeah. chickens already. Uh, he also says uh, uh, have we mentioned Roger Johnson tonight just tuned in after <laughs> what he uh, he allegedly said his contract should be terminated and he should be booed I mean obviously that is something we are definitely coming on to tonight because it's been <clears> the talk of the town uh, we're just getting through the game stuff uh, first uh, uh, a good tweet from Dan here he says I was depressed about Charlton, but listening to you lot has just made it a hundred times worse. <laughs> Glad to be of service. Yeah, me. Have a tweet from you, Dan. Uh, Roger Trass says, big shout out for his uh, sister, Deb, and his brother-in-law, Cliff, who went to Bury for the day out with him and his missus, not even Charlton fans, but they must be mad. Uh, so I, I, hope, I hope they found some enjoyment from the day out, at least. Uh, it, was, it was a nice afternoon in Manchester, I thought, before we, before we went over to, yeah. to, uh, <laughs> yeah. to, uh, to Bury. Um uh, let, let's hear from Russell Slade. I think um, we uh, we caught up with uh, with Slade, who's he's, he's got one hell of a job on his hands, hasn't he? Uh, and uh, we caught up with Russell Slade after yesterday's opening day defeat at Bury. Russell, the worst possible start to your campaign in League One, a two-nil defeat at Bury. What did you make of that? Yeah, you, you don't want to get off to a, um, a disappointing start, and that's what's happened. Um, but we will struggle if we don't value the basics and. We've conceded from a corner today and from um, the penalty spot today, and that's about doing the basics right. We should have dealt with the ball in the first instance when we had time to move the ball forward, clear the ball and play in their half, and we didn't. And then it's a corner, and then we lack discipline, we don't do the basics well, and we drag a player down and we give a penalty away. So until we start valuing the basics, we will find it difficult. 
Blackberry seemed to start the game on top today. Were you surprised at how well they, they started? No, not really. They're the home team. This is League One. This is what it's like. And, um, you know, in terms of a physical contest, it was, uh, it was not... It was not pretty in the first half at times. It was a lot of aerial battles, and they were winning a lot of those at times. Um, in the second period, I thought we were much the better side. Um, we were starting to get on top. We were moving the ball much better. Um, we were taking control of the ball. OK, not, not too many opportunities, though Ricky had a, um, a, a chance we brought up, say, from the keeper. But we looked like we were getting on top at the stage when, you know, as I say, we didn't value the basics and we killed ourselves, shot ourselves in the foot a little bit. Any qualms with the penalty given? No, not at all. No, not at all. I could see it from where I was um, standing. I haven't seen it again since, but it was a clear penalty and there was no arguments from my player. There was an average age on, on the bench today of just under 20. Um, do you think that shows perhaps there, there still is that, that lack of depth in the squad? Well, look, we go in th- there is a period of transition here. We still want to add to the group that's gone on record saying that even before a ball was kicked. And we need, we, we need to do that, and, and um, I'm sure we will in, in, in the next um, few days, the next week. Uh, we'll be very hopeful of a, a new face or two. We saw plenty of fan unrest at the Valley last season. Um, how important is it that, that you, your team can win the fans over as soon as possible? Yeah, well, uh, as I said to you, um, it, wasn't, it wasn't a classic performance by, by all means. I understand that. Um, but we should have walked away from this football match today with at least a share of the spoils. If we'd have valued the basics and would have done that properly, then that's exactly what would have been the outcome today. Uh, Russell, when you talk about new signings, can we expect any before Tuesday against Cheltenham? Possibly one. Possibly one, yeah. Can you shed any light into maybe the position or area? No, no, not at this stage. No, it's quite delicate, really, so I don't, I don't want to say too much about it, but hopefully we can uh, do a little bit of business before Tuesday. And how far into that deal is that? Yeah, no, we, we're, we're a long way. We're a long way down the line, so um, we will be very, uh, you know, confident that we can do that. And talking about Tuesday game against Cheltenham, uh, what are you looking for your side to improve the most from today's game? Well, I think I've, I've made that point quite clear. That you know, um, we saw, we saw off. It was going to be it was going to be very physical first ten or fifteen minutes, and getting used to that. that League One, that's what it's like in League One, week in and week out. And then ten minutes in the second half again. It's a bit of a it's a battle. You've got to win your individual battles. We did that. And then we settled on the ball, we started moving the ball. Um, they were starting to drop deeper and we were starting to get on top. But you have to continue to value the basics in whatever area of the pitch you're playing. Um, and that's a concentration thing, that's a focus thing. And that's something that we've got to get better at. Um, with the side in mind for, for Tuesday, are you looking to continue with your, say, your strongest lineup, or you, is there an opportunity for a couple of the younger lads? Yeah, there, there, inevitably there'll probably be um, a, a few changes, but. Um, you know, we'll have a look. We'll have a look at the bodies. We'll see who's come through today, and if, have we got any problems? We'll, we'll look at that. We're in on Sunday. We're in tomorrow, so we'll sort that out, and then uh, brush yourselves down, ready to go again on Tuesday. Johnny Jackson, is it? Shout and live. 
Your favorite music and everything local. Your Maritime Radio. Carol, a heavy defeat at Burnley today. How do you sum that one up? We were good. Charlton Live. It's going to make me laugh every single week. <laughs> so good. Every week. Uh, welcome back to Charlton Live. We're discussing yesterday's defeat at Berry here on Maritime Radio. Uh, we, we've just heard from Russell Slater. He, he's hammering home about how we have to master the basics. Because um, interestingly, I think it was after the Woolwick game, I asked him what he's made of performances. And he said, you know, it looks like we've got the basics down now. So the fact that it's gone into an actual league game and they've just fallen apart at, at that last 25 minutes mm. with those two corners he must he must be fuming yeah he's good he's just one thing that I picked up on is that we, our passing in midfield was horrendous mm. I thought between I don't know Foley and Foley and Crofts mm. I, I think I saw Crofts pass it to the right player I don't think we were just quite pedestrian in the first half I thought and then the second half when we picked up we started moving it a bit with a bit more purpose and a bit more zip in this, when we sort of put them and pushed them back to sort of 30 yards but yeah first half a passing was pretty woeful sort of get it out to Sully or Fox knock it up to 5 foot 4 wherever it is a Jose and then over <laughs> yeah. or Novak when he could get over and yeah it just wasn't working his day on the floor but yeah. what have you guys made of, of Slade so far and, and those of you out there can tweet us as well you've made of Slade so far at Charlton Live I like him I, you know, I, like, I think you know he, he's doing what he can and he's trying get some more players in um, I think he, he tries and plays it the right way and he's a, he's a good motivator and a good coach so I hear but um, yeah no I like him I think I'm, I'm not got any problems with Slade whatsoever so far I liked, I liked it his press conference last Thursday um, but yeah he says it as it is and I think that's what we all want we want just a bit of honesty and a bit of someone who says it as it is yeah I like him I, he wears his heart on his sleeve doesn't he and like Nathan was saying, we touched on the uh, press conference that he had uh, last week. He's, he's honest, I, you know, he's open. I, I sat for the two friendly games that were, that were here at the Valley. I sat mm. right near the dugout, so I wanted to see what he was about. And it, it's all positive stuff. Like he is, he is a motivator, and he wants to get the best out of people. Um, but he, you know, he needs the time. He's going to need. He's going to need bodies. Yeah, he needs the players. Talked about it in, in the interview yesterday. Uh, Josh McGuinness is the, the Kilmarnock striker that we understand is, is the one who he was talking about hoping to try and get over the line and I was I was told they were even hoping to get him up in, in on Friday to try and get him in the squad for Saturday but couldn't quite get it done in time um, but there, there was a, a tweet from some a, a journalist up in Scotland yesterday suggesting that we'd had a bid turned down which was completely mm. opposite of what what we've been told, but I'm, I'm hearing that it, it seems reasonably likely, or, or Charlton felt reasonably confident they'd be able to get that one over the line. I mean, it used to be a goalkeeper, apparently, as a, as a striker. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've read someone he's, he's played in goal and then he's played at right back, so it looks like we've got cover. If Dylan, Dylan goes out on loan, we've got Josh McGuinness who can play goalie <laughs> right back or up front, so <laughs> nice little utility player there. We I, might I mean, it's clear that we do need an extra striker. Lookman yeah. uh, mm. came on and played as a striker yesterday, but for me, I mean, we were screaming out for some pace on that wing yesterday, Jacko. Yeah. Jacko wasn't providing the pace. Um, Lookman went up front, and we even saw it when Lookman got in behind, didn't he, down the left just after the first goal and pulled it back towards the penalty spot. There was no one in there. Mm. But that's that's what we needed yesterday to get in behind down down the wing. Um, so so we are we are missing that, that striker, and, and Jose needs a strike partner. The only time he was getting the ball really yesterday was long balls over the top. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean as well as another striker who gets in the box, I think it, we do need... I mean, even if we get another winger in, I think if Holmes or this another winger gets injured, I mean, what have we got then? So I still think it's like so a guy was saying on the train yesterday. This this summer, it's just seemed we take one step forward and then fifteen steps back, and then it's just 
we're so short on numbers now and competition for places. It's like, like you said earlier, the bench yesterday was like a crash. But they're, 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 we need those there, but you need to bleed them in gradually, not sort of throw them straight in because it won't work. It's like we said, wouldn't it? Harriet would have absolutely walked that yeah, yesterday. Yeah, Harriet had a field day Screaming out for Callum Harriet. There was a point yesterday where, where Jacko, we, we were on the break, Jacko got the ball on the left hand side, and we, we know Jacko's limitations in terms of pace. We do, I mean, he's, he's much better suited to playing in the middle. Mm. Uh, and, and Jacko got the ball on the left and just had to stop because there's no way he was out. And I said to him, um, Turned, turned to the person to my left and said, oh, if only Callum was there. And he said, well, he probably would have ran it into the car park. But still, you know, at least he would have run... been nearer the goal. Yeah, he would have <laughs> run, yeah. run it down the wing, which, which was been an important thing. You know, Gatesy tweets in, no real competition for places. Yeah. Team will always no. be lacking an edge. No change. Roland Duchatelet thinks you can compete with 16 players and with kids. Uh, Mike Tyson, London in it. Giza says, Slade got it wrong yesterday. Big time not starting. Lookman was criminal. Playing Jackson on the wing, yeah, maybe five seasons ago. I mean, so that's the thing... Uh, we were discussing you know, yeah. that there's a, there's, you've got to be a, a balance between protecting young players because we've seen what happens when, even when Joe Gomez came in he wasn't playing every game he was mm. coming in and out we saw it, what was happening with Carlan last year even what happened with Morgan Fox throughout the last year when he's down on confidence there's got to be a balance between resting the youth players especially one who's not had a, a summer break but also finding that perfect balance between he has to he has to um, you know, he's he's our best player. He's our most creative player. He was the one who you felt was going to make a difference if if and when he'd come on. Yeah, I mean, I said it earlier. I wouldn't have started Addy if Harriet was here. But with when Harriet went, I would have had to start him just like you said for the balance of the team because we looked so imbalanced in the first half. We we just didn't really know what we was doing. I know Jacko didn't seem very comfortable there, and you know when he's running down the wing, he's not going to skim a player and then <laughs> do what Eddie does but yeah again he's, I didn't want to start him but from the cards we were dealt before the game well you would have had to really mm. you didn't really have no yeah. other choice apart from Jacko Roger says uh, guys Russell is a man who looks let down to me he may be sacked if we lose Tuesday I don't believe that no. <laughs> uh, my sister missed the shout out oh well uh, ho- hopefully you've heard this one there <laughs> um, the uh the, the talk of the town yesterday. I'm, 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 as soon as this show's over, I'm going down the tattoo parlour to get the word alleged tattooed across my forehead <laughs> just so they know that I'm saying the word alleged, alleged, alleged. Because, <laughs> But a lot of people have allegedly heard this thing. Uh, at, full time, at full time yesterday, understandably, the fans, as, as we've already said, they were read, if, if we got off to a bad start this season, of course they're going to turn because of everything that's happened over the last couple of years. Uh, it was a really disappointing performance throughout the majority of the game yesterday, apart from that spell. In the, in the first, what, 15, 20 minutes of the second half. Yeah. Uh, anger at full t- at the full-time whistle, which you come to expect. Um, and uh, allegedly, 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 uh, Roger Johnson was alleged to have um, to have given a little bit back to, to the travelling support. And allegedly, that's that's a bit of a letdown. Yeah, allegedly. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, you know, I've heard a lot of people have said it, you know, what he said, which I um, can't repeat, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, if if you know if he if he did say that, which seems to be the case allegedly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 not on, especially um... just just for the record, everyone. Obviously, we're saying allegedly to protect the show. We, we've yeah. seen we've seen a lot of witnesses, and I mean, Lewis, you were you were one yeah. of the witnesses. You, you you believe you might have seen him say something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it was it was pretty loud where we were. So, I, I you know, it was something along the lines allegedly, but 
you know, there's a lot of people shouting and, and there was a few boos and stuff, so I couldn't hear exactly what, but there was definitely words. Mm. I mean, the, the alleged line is along along the lines of, if you don't enjoy it, don't bother coming, which yeah. is, I mean, you know, a lot of people have said, I wish he'd said the same about his own himself, but <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it, the fan, fans furious at that. I mean, Ro- Roger Johnson is a player who certainly is... Um, He's, he's, well, I, I, it'd be generous to say he spits opinion <laughs> at times. Um, yeah, he's uh, yeah. It's, it's ironic actually because anyone who saw him playing throughout pre-season when the crowd when the crowds are really low, which would be the same throughout the season to be fair. But um, uh, you can hear him shouting. He really is quite sweary, but he he, he is quite. He, he's an organizer. He organizes the defense. The problem I think Charlton fans had is that sometimes he can't organize his own legs. Yeah, mm. and, uh, and 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 mistakes are there. And you know, performance-wise, just say like I say. Apart from the two, when it got to the two set pieces, that's where we let ourselves down. There wasn't mm. many clear cut chances. Yeah. It was all free kicks mm. and long shots. So you could say the defenders, Pierce and, and Rojo and, and Solly and Fox, were keeping them at bay. Mm. But it, even if it is a, what we'd call an average performance from him, but to, to, to give any level of abuse back to fans who, are, who have been put through the mill over the last couple of years. It's not the dumb thing, is it? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, no. We, we said it earlier. You know, he didn't have a bad game. He wasn't singled out for any abuse from what I was hearing. So, you know, the, the fans gave their opinion of the game, which you know everyone's more than entitled to do. And as a professional, you should be a bit more professional. I know I use that word twice, but <laughs> you should be a bit more, you know, professional about your the way you go about. It. And you do that to fans. Bearing in mind that over a thousand of them, which was a quarter of the attendance yesterday, that was a, that was a stunning amount yeah. of travelling yeah. fans to go like. up there. It's not it's not down the road. You know, two and a half hours on the way to Manchester, then another forty five minutes or whatever it is on the tram to to be disrespectful like that isn't on. And he if 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 it is true. And hopefully, you know, you can come out and say sorry or something because it's just not on, and it's just yeah, it's a bit bang out of order. So you're seeing a lot of people calling for for for, Jack, for Johnson to, to be sacked or for at least for someone to have a word with him. I think the more likely thing is Jackson have a word with him yeah. or someone like that. You know, so mm. one of the the calmer heads in in the dressing room who understands things. I I don't think you're ever going to see a player sacked for that when it is. You know, even though a lot of a lot of people feel said they've seen it, which mm. you know I'm, I'm inclined to believe them because it, it can, mm. I heard I heard the same quote out of three separate people who, who don't know each other. Mm. Um, at the same time, you know, unless someone's there filming it with a mobile phone, you, the club are going to struggle to sack someone over that. Aren't mm. Exactly, it's just unacceptable. I mean, he's a he's a prof- an experienced professional. He's been in the game a long time. He's been at a lot of clubs. He's always sort of there's been a bit of controversy that's followed him at a few clubs isn't there I know he's yeah. not very popular amongst Wolves fans he's not very popular <laughs> amongst West Ham I saw a Wolves fan tweet yesterday saying if, if a Charlton fan laid him out he'd never have to buy a beer in Wolverhampton yeah. again <laughs> you know yeah uh, very very sad um, I mean general what general we've already said we thought the fans were, were pretty good yesterday in terms of support um do, do you think those le- those levels of anger at a full time that they were they were to be expected really weren't they um yeah, I mean, for the, the performance was rubbish, you know, and mm. I've always Overall, said, yeah, yeah. yeah, I've always said people are more than entitled to view um, uh, and give their opinions. The only thing I've always said publicly, which I don't agree with, is individually booing people like we did with Simon and Morgan last year. I don't agree with that. But to, if you wanted to boo a team, because you, you know, I don't do it personally, but you know, that's down to them. But. Yeah, I, th- I thought the fans. We were absolutely brilliant. So we sung the uh, we sung one song for about ten minutes, which was actually hilarious. Then I had the the bagpipe player in front of me. Which... Yeah, talk, talk me through this bagpipe player. I, was, <laughs> yeah. I, I got I got yeah. video about twenty minutes before kickoff of a bagpipe player outside, and then I was told he got in. Yeah, so basically yeah. he came down the front and he was playing Valley Floyd Road on these uh, well Mullock and Tyre where it is on these bagpipes, and he's coming from. <laughs> 
sitting down what's sing- the relevance of the bagpipes <laughs> I don't know I nearly had a kilt on and everything he had the full works come in done his bits now and again and a couple of people gave a few requests of songs and that but um, he didn't know those ones uh, <laughs> 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 was, at the start it was, it was wicked when he, came, when he came in at the start it was awesome but yeah, it was after funny. a while it was, it was a bit by the end of it we were going to be bored with it <laughs> I yeah. felt like I was in there I was just about to go and get some haggis and stuff but yeah no, no, it was, I know it was funny some, some fans who come down from Dundee or from somewhere in Scotland for our yeah. Northern away games I remember seeing him at Carlisle a couple of times so I'm, ass- I'm assuming it was something to do with him yeah we had one on uh, we had one f- we had a fan over from America um, I can't remember his name now forgive me but yeah he was on the tram he flew over from America to watch it um, and he seemed to be lingering around the bagpipe player all day so it looks like he had a good time um, but yeah it was random but it was funny for a while and then mm. then there was the odd note that sort of made right, me a couple of bum cool. notes yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, a couple of tweets in uh, James Madison uh, says I like Slade but if we have any success it will be in spite of the owners and not because of him uh, so I'm I see what you mean there. I mm. think you think you know, Slade has already all effectively talked about how he's run, running a battle to try and get these players in. Uh, I mean, at the same time, there was quotes. It was quite uh, the new shop. I had a good exclusive with Slade on Friday. I think it was, and he, and he said that Katrine's been, been good for him. Yeah. But you know, Ro- Roland's the one really in charge of the money, mm-hmm. who decides whether we sign players or not overall. And if we're not, if if we're still looking at this short squad, then it, then Slade needs to battle with him. He's, he's gone on record, he even like repeated on record yesterday, the squad is too short mm-hmm. for a promotion bid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you do feel he's battling against the the owner there. Uh, Dan Farmer tweets, uh, "I was there and I heard him uh, regarding uh, Roger Johnson. Uh, Will on, on the same subject says one of the main issues surely has to be Roger Johnson and what he did yesterday. So uh, a big." Uh, talking point uh, for the fans who were up there yesterday uh, before the game I, I was trying to find out it's always nice to hear a few different voices on the show for, from Addicts fans uh, mm. I went outside and I spoke to I spoke to three fans Tony Matthias and Chris uh, Dr. Kish if you know, if yep, you know yep. yeah, uh, mm. caught up with them before the game uh, asked them a few questions about how they're feeling about the club about the squad about the the comings and goings about the protests. It's obviously before the game, so I wonder if... <laughs> we all a bit happier. Yeah, everyone, everyone, I mean, I, I was rather excited. <laughs> before, yeah, buoyant. Yeah. yeah, looking, I was full of um, hope yesterday before the game. Uh, that hope has somewhat been diminished, but this is what uh, uh, these three Addicts fans had to say before the game. Outside Gig Lane here, ahead of Charlton's first game against against Berry. Are you feeling confident ahead of the new season? Or? Um, not particularly. It's too much turmoil's gone in the club. Too many players are left and not enough come in as far as I'm concerned. Obviously, it's been a bit of a tight, tight summer with uh, transfers. I'm a bit disappointed with uh, a few of the players we sold, namely probably Callum Harriet and uh, Jordan Cousins. I felt those were two players that we could have kept hold of, but you know they've sold them. But I'm happy with the signings we have made, so it's reasonable. I'm reasonably ha- happy. Yeah, I feel bright and bubbly. I think we've we've changed things for the better. We've got an English manager. Um, if my guess at the team is right, we're going to have 11 British starters and six of the seven subs will be British. So moving in the, the right direction, I feel. What would you make of the signings that have come in? They, they seem pretty sound. I must admit that. They, they do sound pretty sound. But, uh, I mean, some were going to go, that was obvious. But uh, selling Harriet on the eve of the season, that seems a bit crazy to me. The ones we wanted, we we done our business early on, got the, the big hitters in there. Um, I'm sure they were the ones at the top of the list. 
and they are players who will, will do well at this level in, in my opinion I think Slade's brief is, is to get us out of this division and I think he's building the team to do just that Does the, um, the size of the squad have you slightly nervous at this time? Well if you get injuries and suspensions I think we're in a bit of trouble maybe relying on uh, development squad to, to fill the gaps There may be some more outgoings I guess um, we named the squad yesterday there's 24 names on it I think there's probably one or two others w- that will progress into that but yeah I, I, we're lightweight in certain areas I think we, we probably need a, a striker um, to, to back up and you know possibly a, a, another winger and midfield you can never, never have too many midfielders so I, I think there's business to be done uh, Today's Russell Slade's first competitive game as the Addicts manager what do you make of him so far? Uh, mixed feelings I, I think he, he knows what he's doing but whether he's got the crowd there that he thinks he has with me I don't know yeah good appointment um, yeah I think it was needed after the um, uh, other managers but my hope is for Russell that he gets time so um, I think if he's sacked in January I think it will be a very very disappo- disappointment for the club but yeah generally happy with Russell Slade as a manager yeah, I spoke to him at Welling. Uh, terrific, down-to-earth guy. Ideally, what you want, talkable, approachable. Um, I think he's a bit, a bit of a disciplinarian, reading about these, uh, his fine systems. But, um, yeah, just what the club needs at the moment, I would suggest. We saw a lot of protests at the Valley last season. Do you see that continuing this year? Um, I hope they don't do it. I'm glad that they've announced that they wouldn't protest at the start, but I'd, cer- but I'd certainly like to see more protests outside the ground rather than op- in, inside the valley itself. Yeah. I think that's OK. No, I think all, all, all the uh, protests are absolutely justified, and if things don't go too well to start this season, I can see them kicking off again. Well, the crowds should be down, given the, the season ticket sales. Um, they said there will be no disruptions to games during August and I suspect much depends on how the how the team does. If they get off to a blazing start, I'm not sure how many people would you know, want to pro- protest, but I'm sure they will continue in some guise or form, but whether it will be in the same manner as last year, you know, time will tell. And uh, what's your predictions for Charlton this season? Uh, if we uh, top half the table, I think uh, that would be about the best as we can hope at the moment. Well, thanks for joining us. Okay, no problem. Thank you. I'd say mid-table, possibly just outside the playoffs. I don't think we've got the squad for a promotion charge yet. But again, window's still open, so that may change. I would, uh, if you look at some of the predictions during the week, uh, the, the football magazines, the press, most of them had Charlton finishing second or, or third, regrettably behind Millwall, but that should maybe uh, add spice to the season if we achieve that. Yeah, that'd be, be good. Think about a shot, no, he tees up Lookman into the penalty area, and there's number four! Adam Ola Lookman, back in the team, back on the pitch, and back on the score sheet. Favourite music and everything local. You're on Maritime Radio.
That's very weird. Charlton Live. <laughs> Welcome back. Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio on your Sunday evening. Louis Mendes joined in the studio by Lewis Cat and by Nathan Muller. We've uh, look, looking back at yesterday's uh, hugely disappointing defeat at the uh, at the hands of Berry. Uh, Red Chaser on the Charlton Live forum. Uh, good evening to you. Says, uh, never heard of the striker transfer target McGuinness before, but at 25 and 6 feet 2, this is uh, his profile from Wiki, which reads okay. He's hoping he says, having spent the majority of his youth career as a goalkeeper, so you're right, Nath, uh, he switched to a striker in 2008 before turning professional in 2009. He's been described by former Cardiff City Academy manager Neil Ardley as having lightning quick pace, a great leap, and powerful in the air. 28 goals in 194 mm. league appearances. Uh, equals one in just over six and not prolific but worth a punt as a target man and you're guessing if, if we are to bring in that player mm. you, you, you think that a Jose and Novak are our front two mm. um, so he'd probably be back up to Novak by the sounds of it I mean no, Novak's goal record is better than your average hold up player isn't it mm. yeah I, th- I think McGuinness is going to be more one of those hustle and bustle players I don't think um, you know these away games on a Tuesday against Oldham or something he's going to be good at you know um, bringing others into play I don't think he's going to come in and give us 20 goals a season but um, it, again it gives Russell another dimension another way that we can play a plan B if you like which we didn't have mm-hmm. yesterday so yeah I mean it's another body so as long as he's got a bit of bit something about him and he's going to come in and fight for the cause and you know we'll wait and see uh, Mike Tyson says the Dundee Charlton fans started coming to watch us back in the Selhurst days used to get chucked out a lot at away games uh, James Madison uh Good James uh, says Rojo is, is a poor person. Allegedly, I've added in the allegedly <laughs> at the play of the year dinner before last. He mocked me for my weight. Uh, he has absolutely no class. Uh, Lewis Wheeler says McGuinness can also play out wide. When I've seen Kilmarnock a couple of times, he's drifted out wide. Fair play, uh, Lewis. You obviously love football to the extent that you're going to watch Kilmarnock. I mean, <laughs> 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 uh, right, we've got plenty uh, of emails that have come into mm. the Chatwin Live uh, studio at chatwinlive.co.uk uh, inbox, as you'd expect. We're going to try and make sure we squeeze them all in. Obviously, now we're on Maritime Radio here, uh, uh, here in Greenwich, home of uh, Greenwich, uh, local Greenwich Radio. Uh, they're going to be based at the Valley from this season, by the way. Uh, we've, we're now time limited to an hour and a half, so if we can't fit your emails in, we're really sorry. But we're going to try and make sure we, we squeeze them all in. Uh, and I'm going to start with one from Nathan Pryor. <coughs> Sorry, I just got there. Uh, Nathan says, the, yeah. the so-called fans who were there yesterday were an absolute disgrace. Just there for a scrap and to try and break the world record for the most use of see you next Tuesday in 90 minutes. If they aren't supporting the team, then they should stay at home and think about their sad, pathetic lives and play. With, and uh, uh, Also, sp- uh, uh, okay, and so that's an email from... <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Discuss. Uh, from, uh, uh, Brian, if you want to react to it. Discuss, and we, we yeah. about, I mean, there, there, what, there did seem to be that there was some trouble. Uh, we saw a Charlton fan run on the pitch. We saw, I mean, there's a bit of goading between the two sets of fans, I guess, from mm. ground at football ground. And then uh, uh, there's something that seemed to be happening around the back of the berry stand uh, towards the end. I noticed the Charlton end had emptied out. And there's, so it's, there was an element of, of that sort of thing going on there, so, which is disappointing. I mean, mm. no, normally when you go to an away game up north, there's about 400 of us there, if that, and, and it goes off without mm. uh, without anything happening. So, so that's a, a bit of a disappointment that to see. Yeah, it's just disappointing. In, uh, in in every aspect, just for you know, there's kids there and stuff. But um, unfortunately, the day and age, you're always going to get an element of um, people that react to other fans and stuff. But you know, that, I don't think that's ever going to go away. Unfortunately, but uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't see any of it, but I did. You know, I heard a little bit on on uh, Twitter and stuff. But um, yeah, no, like you said, you're always going to get goaded, in, and it's just whether or not you. If you don't take the bait, or or you can sort of control yourself, but yeah, no, it's, it was disappointing. But um, yeah, I'm not going to focus too much on that. To be fair, Steve Charnock says, "Chaps, good to have you back." Quick word on Rudd: I'm friends with a fair few Norwich fans, and by all accounts, he's a top keeper. Their mm. fans are split fifty-fifty on who should be their number one. So most are surprised to see him leave. I mean, he, he, he played ten or eleven games in the, yeah. in the Prem last year. It was mm-hmm. surprising to see him drop down to League One. Yeah, uh, which is great for us. Obviously, he's very good. But John Ruddy, Norwich's first pick goalie, is injury prone. We have to prepare ourselves for the chance Rod will be called back prematurely. Mm. Let's hope Dylan's able to step up. If so, see the only thing I don't know is with long term loans what the rules are on call it back because it seems to have changed again this year. So I'm not really sure what the rules well, are. They, um, Norwich signed Paul Jones from Portsmouth, <coughs> Portsmouth after they. Um, <coughs> you right there, mate? Yeah, keep going, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, they signed Paul Jones once they, uh, Rudd went, so they have got three keepers there now. So I'd be very, very surprised, or it would take something extravagant for him to be called back. Three yeah. keepers, they showing off. So they've got <laughs> Ruddy Mc- McGovern or something, McGiven, the, the, the Northern Irish dude. Yeah, and they yeah. signed Paul Jones on a three from Portsmouth. So uh, yeah, I mean, it would take something drastic for him to call Rudd back. But yeah. Um, yeah. Steve carries on that said, I do seem to recall Mud uh, Rudd making a few boo boos last season. So he's not the finished article as yet. I mean, he's, he's 24, isn't he? So he's so yeah. Joe Hart, though, isn't he? Yeah, yeah who does goal, make a boo boo? Yeah, still yeah. maturing as a goalkeeper. But if it takes a while to settle, let's hope people keep off his back. You have to wonder if Popey would have been inclined to consider staying were it not for the stick he got from some fans early on. I'm sure it's the fact that he got his wages time by mm. six. Yeah, he was there <laughs> yesterday, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, Popey, Popey was, was there. I mean, yeah. um, uh, Popey, I mean, when, when you see a player leaving, it, it's so frustrating, but just in this day and age, you just... Mm. You know, it's, it's football, it's money. Mm. Hope he goes with my best wishes. He he, he really improved yep. as a Charlton keeper, and like I say, he showed yeah. his uh, you know his, his uh, respect for the club by turning up and sitting in the way end and having, yeah. having his photo taken with uh, uh, you know from my girlfriend for so mm. and and with other people as well. So he's, mm. he's obviously still um, uh, uh, fond fond of the club. Chris Davin uh, says, right then, chaps, let's face it. It, uh, we're in for we're in more of the doggy do than we were this time last season. Yesterday was complete and utter embarrassment. Slade set the team up not to lose. Three old geezers in midfield, with one Jackson playing wide and the speedy gifted Lookman watching on from the sidelines. So the only thing I will say is you say he set the team up to lose. I mean, we didn't have anyone else to play in midfield. Yeah, apart no. from Lookman, who, as we discussed, he hasn't had much of a break, and we're mm. hoping he's going to become the starting left midfielder soon. Yeah, that's what mm. I'm hoping anyway. Um, <clears throat> He says, I've liked what I've heard from Slade up to now, but his performance was shocking. Cardiff fan says he's missed a safety first, no risk manager, and after the Berry game, have to agree. To cap it off, Roger Johnson's so not a Charlton-type personality, let alone the player ends the afternoon by allegedly swearing at one of our fans. I was at Bromley pre-season hearing him use every expletive <laughs> at our young players, and now okay. he turns on the fans, allegedly. 
the club are all eager to ban fans for minor misdemeanors. Surely now they should do us all a favour and sack him. Uh, lastly, a pathetic decision to call off the <coughs> the in-match protests at the Valley. Really, on what basis should we be upping the protest, not declaring a, a truce? God knows why Card are still wanting our money to do with what happened. They, um, they're quite open about that. If you want to, if you tweet them, they can, you can tell them what they've spent the money on. Uh, we're aspiring downwards towards uh, Blackpool. The club is still uh, rotten. Um, the the, the car things was interesting because I think if you look at the the start of the summer when we signed those three players, and if you look at things like the Facebook group, there's there's, there's really anti-card stuff on there because they there's a lot of people who are out there. Who's, it's shocking it seems don't want protests at all. Mm. They don't. They wanted Russell Slade to be given a fair chance, and you can see why Card have made mm. that decision. I mean, don't forget when they made it, it was a bit earlier in the summer as well. They said they they know that they'll lose a lot of support from floating fans who want who some you know believe it or not will, will want to wipe the slate clean and see how we get on on the pitch. I think yesterday's result completely Changer. lost a hell of a lot of goodwill for them. But you, you can understand why they've made that decision. And we have got a, a statement from Card to read out later on this evening to talk about. Um, uh, a protest they are making. It's not an on-the-pitch protest, but they've got a, a protest in the build-up to the Northampton game, and I've been told they will be planning something else which will be uh, announced on Saturday as well. But again, it won't be disruptive, but it'll be um, uh, something around the, the Northampton game. I mean, do, do you understand their stance on that? I mean, have you got, would you guys have done it differently? Um, no, I've, I've, you know, I, was, I think it's good. it was a good oh, idea yeah. to not protest as heavily and to give Russell a bit of a chance sort of thing I think that was quite decent to be fair because it's not really Russell's fault but um, I mean yeah the peaceful ones and all the other stuff that they're planning on doing you know like I've always said you know people are more than entitled to um, do that or and you know you've also got the other side of the spectrum where a lot of people don't just want to turn up and watch a game of football and don't want the protest so I can understand both sides but um, you know as long as it's done amicably you know it's done to them but I mean yeah I think it was nice that we're not doing anything heavy for the meantime anyway I don't know how long that's going to last we serve up many more of those sort of performances <laughs> uh, Gatesy says we could sign 11 strikers but if we can't supply yeah. uh, mm. to, to one of them no de- two or, uh, of decent balls it's pointless same as last year no creative players and that was I mean Ricky Holmes mm. is going to be a creative player for us and you can see that he was trying to get going yesterday Lookman's going to be a creative player for us but in the, in the central midfield we weren't seeing it from uh, from Foley and Cross yesterday were we? No not at all um I completely agree with what with what Gacy said. Actually, is that you know we've got a, a striker in there capable of scoring twenty four goals in this division, and we we can't use him properly at the moment. You can't and you can't put all that the responsibility to create things on on Holmes. I mean, he again if he get, if he gets injured, like we've said, <laughs> you're looking at and then you're looking on looking on Lookman, who is young and putting that pressure on him. It's just yeah, we're, we're lacking. I mean, and I said off the air, we, we could do with a box of box midfielder. Yeah. That can that can do something, but I, will we get one? Who knows? It's just a bit of a bit of agility in the middle, you know. Someone with a bit of pace and a bit of zip about me in the middle who gets about. I just think at the moment we just seem so pedestrian in that middle. We're, you know, we're, before we had cousins who could, from a defensive position, use his pace to get out and drive. Whereas at the moment, like the old Parker sort of thing, where he used to drive. At the moment, I can't see us driving, and we're just so we just seem a bit slower to build our tempo seems really slow and I just think we need someone to sort of grab it and go right now this is what I'm doing but 
We'll see. Email in from from Robin Lisbon, who's um, who's sit in protest after the the Burnley game. Actually, oh, yeah. actually only finished in mid July, so it's great great <laughs> to hear him. Uh, he says, He's alive then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, guys. You are probably the only thing to look forward to this season. I love the show and hope it gives us all uh, an out to, to vent our anger. I hope, like last year, you get the opportunity to air everything uh, we throw at you, and we will. And uh, every now and then, we'll chuck in the word allegedly. He <laughs> 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 it says it's the first game of the season, and I don't want to talk about football. Why? Because I happen to know. RG's agenda and the sooner every Trump fan accepts we're being run down for a land grab the better our chance of finding so it's, I mean, Rob Robbins says he knows it's, it's, it's hard to say isn't it I, mean, no, I haven't seen any proof of that I mean a lot of people have suggested it I and mean, Robin if you've got proof of that I'd love to see it <laughs> um, uh, uh, meanwhile some idiotic organisation thinks we have a CEO that deserves recognition for her total incompetence in helping destroy our club and its values so watch out for news on that front He's, uh, Robin's trying to tell me he thinks that, he thinks that the FA have given her some sort of role again these are all uh, at this stage we're going to say yeah. allegedly because I haven't seen any proof uh, Robin's, Robin's if you could show me the proof Robin I'd love, the I'd FA, love to see the it. FA of what given they put her on some board or something or other, who's catching according to Robin I mean I oh haven't seen I, I, but that's according oh. to Robin I allegedly seen, anyway allegedly. Yeah. I haven't seen I haven't seen any proof of that so Robin please please send me the proof because uh, I need to see that uh, card he says please just bring on the protest straight away and let's just focus on getting our club back nothing else matters uh, so like I say, a couple of again allegations are until I see anything, Robin. You can understand why I can't go on and say, oh yeah, that's definitely happening. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Robin's a trustworthy fella. Uh, Daniel Farmer emails in. Uh, I went to Bury yesterday, left at eight a.m., got to the ground, got back home about ten p.m. Uh, and for a player that in my eye should never be in this Charlton team to tell us not to uh, to bother coming back to watch allegedly is a disgrace and a so-called professional player even if he was getting stick from the fans should have just walked away so rip his contract up and send him on his way and I said you know realistically that's not going to happen ripping his contract up because the no matter how many people in the chat and then saw it, it, based on one person, you know, three or four people saying it, and then everyone saying, "Oh, he did say that," the club will have no footing to do that, even no. if even if everyone saw it. Um, as for the game, not good enough. No creative player, not a strong bench, no one to change the game from the bench apart from Lookman, who he, who we cannot depend on. Way too young. Hope Slade gets a few in this week, or is steering towards. Doing a blackball, thanks, guys. I mean, how many times are we going to say the word blackball this show? It's, it's shocking, but that, that's how everyone feels them, and that's why, we, again, we talked about how important it is to turn around the mood of the fan base to win them over. One defeat, and it's so toxic, as we already knew, mm. and and everyone is fearing this blackball because this blackball situation, because that's that's what that's the only way out. A lot of fans mm. can see. It's the fear, you know. It's the fear of of us go, going down to sort of Blackpool's level that's the fear and we've seen that they're still struggling now and and I think that's why I think a lot of people a lot of fans are really you know voicing their opinions of it because you know we're, we shouldn't Blackpool shouldn't be in that situation and nor should we and I think that's why we're all trying to get us out of this mess And but it's hard not to have a toxic atmosphere when people ain't happy and that's something's got to give at some stage and um Surely, anyway, something's yeah. got to give. <laughs> uh, the North on the on Channel Life forum says, "Would rather have Carl Baker feeding a Jose and Lookman if we're going to bank on thirty-year-olds." Uh, uh, there's still some some chat going on in our uh, in our uh, mentions on Twitter about uh, the the abuse of uh, of, of Rojo alleged. Abuse. Uh, James Madison said KM would probably give Rojo a promotion for abusing the fans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he could, could at least smile and laugh at them, couldn't he? 
Andrew Wheaton says, I think yesterday's game shows exactly where we are. We're threadbare in terms of squad and low on confidence. When I saw the squad selection, I thought it was aimed at the owners. For Slade to pick three defensively minded midfielders and play one out wide, to my mind, was his attempt to tell the board we need more players. I mean, the, the rumour going around after the Woolwick game when we made a lot of changes, a change of formation, which is very rare to see apparently from Slade. Mm. Apparently he's a, he's a proper two banks of four man. Uh, we played three five two against Woolwick. The, the story going around was, you know, apparently because I heard and, uh, from you know from our, uh, a good source. Apparently, you know, Roland does have this stream, and apparently he was quite happy with what he saw on, on Tuesday against Ipswich, and therefore might have been a bit more relaxed about. Oh, we don't need that. Happy with the performance of Ipswich of not having a shot on target at home <laughs> defensively. I mean, oh, defensively, yeah. yeah. I don't so, think we're going to have a problem defensively, yeah, defensively this year. Right. I just think it's the middle bit. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so the, the rumor going around was that he he saw that was happy, and and therefore maybe maybe pass a message down. Let's, let's just calm down. <laughs> <spend all this>. <laughs> <laughs> you already got it. It's, it's the Carol yeah, yeah. Fry school. If we've got eleven players, that'll do. That'll do. Yeah. yeah. Um, Aim for nil nils every yeah. game this year. Uh, uh, Andrew goes on and says that said he, the eleven he started with were good enough to win the game. This is this was where why I was optimistic before the game. I was saying to to Amy on the train up. It's like we've got. You know, our squad is weak. We've, uh, mm. Squad-wise, we're not there anywhere near there. But if you look at 11 players, we've probably mm. got 11 players we can put out. I didn't expect Lookman not to start. Mm. We could put 11 players out there and, and win a game of football. Um, yeah, definitely. Which is what I thought, but <laughs> I was horribly wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's fair to say promotions aren't won or lost on day one of the season, which is important to remember. Hopefully, between now and the next couple of weeks, we sign two, three more quality players. Uh, I think we need five or six, personally, uh, mm. uh, to, to add depth, quality, and competition for players it's a long season I trust Slade to do well thanks uh, thanks for your email Andrew I mean it, we, we're going to mention it every every day or every show until the end of the transfer window we have to get these bodies in yeah, yeah. we really do <laughs> really do but like like you said he, he trusts Slade I, I trust Slade Could you look the people that he's brought in are the you know they're the right sort of players to get us out of this division or at least get us in a good position in this division we're but sque- we need more of them <laughs> we're going to squeeze one more email in before 8 o'clock then we're going to uh, talk about the card statement before coming back to the email so keep your, your tweets coming in uh, and your email studio at chartonlive.co.uk you can tweet us at chartonlive Andrew Buckland says can't say I was surprised by the defeat and our lack of goals creativity. A team with seven new players, some of who only arrived in the week together with a bench of youth team players, was unlikely to gel straight away. It's hardly surprising we went down away to Bury. It was uh, in places a makeshift team with a poor centre midfield who were always unlikely to make opportunities for the front men. Uh, Foley has barely played 20 games in the last three years and as a defender, Cross has been used as a cover player now for years, having uh, amassed less than 80 games since 2012. Both, both are past their best, he says. Uh, if experienced... Uh, and Foley is uh, at least is not suitable in this league as a holding central midfielder. Defensively, we are okay, especially once Bauer or Lennon are back to replace Johnson. Uh, the less said about him, the better. Uh, the, the only thing I will say about Bauer, and I don't know if I'm just because re- I'm remembering this wrong, but uh, he got sent off a couple of times last season. I felt there was a few times he got caught out of position, so I do wonder if some mm. fans rate him higher than, than perhaps he is because he's good in the air, which is yeah. the main yeah. uh, something we always love with a central defender. That's, that's why everyone loved And Andre BK at the start of his job yeah. because he was winning headers. But position positional wise, I think there's still uh, Bauer still got a little bit to learn when it, when he comes mm. back. The season. Will hinge on who RS signs uh, in by the end of August. At least one attacking midfielder playmaker is required, and also a uh, a, a winger 
Uh, he said, prediction mid-table at best, probably more likely we'll be safe from relegation with around four or five games to go and finish in around 17th or 18th. However, if recruits before the end of August are not brought in, it could become another season fighting relegation or worse, we could slip into League Two. And Andy Buckland is, is in the, the, the China Athletic Supporters Trust as well. I mean, realistically, I mean, it's, it's day one, so it's, yeah. you can't say how this, but I mean, from what you've, from what you've seen from the squad, from uh, from the barrier performance, from the pre-season performances, what, what where where do you see this season going? Uh, if, if if we didn't get any more people, if we people, if we didn't get any more players um, in, I would say we're probably around about fourteenth, fifteenth. I reckon we'll finish. So, um, but that's not what our aim was. That wasn't the aim of the statement that Catherine gave out at the end of last year, and from the players. You know, the aim is to go back up, and if we're going to have any way or get to finish anywhere near, like you said, you need at least three, four players. So I mean, it all like the the chapter said there. It all depends on who we get in now because the way it stands now, we're looking bottom half. I think I don't think we'll be relegated. I don't think we're in a scrap. I just think we'll be just plodding along, and I don't think we will pull up any trees. I agree. I think um, recruitment is vital now. Between you know, between now and the end of the window, we need to get we need to get back up for most positions. But if it stays as it is, it's going to be. Yeah, like like Nave says, between sort of you know fourteenth, seventeenth sort of area. If we get the players in, I'd like to think we can push for the top six. But we need to we need to set the pace now. Really get recruits in and, and get playing together. It's just interesting to see how, how everyone's can't decide really, really. So we know we know without players, we're not going to be pushing. But there's people going from you know I'm genuinely worried we're going to get relegated again mm. to top and more players, and we'll be pushing for that top six. So there's mm. there's such a big. Uh, you know, wide variety of, of opinions at the moment. That's 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 why it's so good being a, a football fan. I guess yeah, no, yeah. No, no one's right and no one's wrong. It's just uh, everyone's own opinion. Right, it's just gone eight o'clock here on Maritime Radio. We're going to be back in thirty seconds to discuss a, a statement released by Cards this afternoon. So am I still waiting for this world to stop hating? Can't find a good reason. Can't find hope to believe in. From the home of time, this is Maritime Radio, Greenwich, live from the valley. I forgot to turn the microphone on. Welcome back to Joel and Live here at the Valley uh, Maritime Radio. Uh, looking back at yesterday's uh, 2-1 or 2-0 defeat, unfortunately, at Berry. Uh, now, this afternoon, uh, Card, the coalition against Roland du Châtelet, uh, one of the main players in organising uh, the, the big mass protests we saw last season, although plenty of others uh, had their own guerrilla protests, as, as I called them, towards, especially towards the end of last season. Uh, we, we saw all sorts of different uh, groups getting involved with, with protesting and uh, really making a show. But Card, um, Card are the one uh, who, who, who tend to release a press statement. So we've got a press statement this afternoon uh, from Card. Uh, and it's in relation to uh, tickets, uh, tickets for Northampton Town, our first home game uh, of the season, the league season, uh, next week. Uh, I'll read you out the, the, the statement in, in its entirety. Uh, to try and explain what the protest is all about. You can also, I'm sure if you check out the, the card Twitter account or their, uh, uh, their Facebook account or if you look at um, the Charlton Life Forum, they've put it up on there as well if you want to read it. But so, um, <clears throat> the, uh, the statement is as follows. Uh, Charlton fans furious at being asked to pay more for their match ticket in the two hours before kickoff are being given the opportunity to beat the 1pm fee and watch their teams without giving money to the regime. Uh, it's all about coalition... Uh, 
against Renan du Châtelet successfully campaigned for the club to reverse its ludicrous new policy uh, to levy an additional £2.50 charge against supporters who had the temerity to visit the ticket office in person, uh, which has since then... Uh, uh, that decision has been reversed. But it says the, rege- the regime refused to rescind its decision to charge fans who buy their seat in the two hours leading up to kick off an extra three pounds to see the struggling lead one side. So Card is now proposing a way for supporters from across the country who want to watch the first home game against Northampton Town on August the 13th to do so without re- lining Roland du Châtelet's uh, pockets using the club's own local ticket promotion. Uh, with the number of Valley season ticket holders having dropped by 45% over the summer in protest at unneeded relegation and the way Du Châtelet and Mayor are running Charlton, the club's management recently launched a series of measures to bolster the number of the fans in the stadium at the, at the opening game. In addition to inviting people to apply for free tickets, if they register with the Charlton Athletic Community Trust in June, the club has offered free tickets to all those supporters who complained about its unannounced erection of a net in uh, front of the North Stand at the last home game of the term. Finally, and more importantly, the club last week offered anyone who lived in SC7 the opportunity to claim up to four free tickets for the match against the Cobblers. How can you see the match without lining Du Châtelet's pockets, they asked. Why? By working together and following our simple four-step guide. One, if you live in SC7, please visit the Valley Ticket Office to claim their four free tickets. You will need proof of address and photo ID, which will be photocopied. Or if you know someone who lives in SC7, encourage them to do the same and pass the tickets on to you. So that's a way to get free tickets without... You can come to the game without... um, uh, paying any money to Roland. He says, uh, they also say, number two, we'd be grateful if you could email charlton.card at yahoo.co.uk to let us know how many tickets you have available so we can have an idea of numbers. Uh, he says, uh, number three, please then visit the White Swan Pub in Charlton Village. I mean, Nathan, you never need, uh, you never need asking to go there, do you? No, not at all. I'll be there. <laughs> before uh, before 2pm on the day of the game and drop tickets off to card representatives. If attending the game, drop into the White Swan and check whether any tickets are available. So basically they're saying if you want to go to the game on Saturday rather than coming down to the Valley and trying to buy the tickets, uh, go to the White Swan where they're going to amass a load of tickets to hand out to, to Charlton mm. fans. A card spokesman said, with the regime seemingly determined to give away thousands of free tickets for the first home game, we thought it was an ideal opportunity for a different kind of protest. We have long encouraged fans to support the team, not the regime, and this plan enables supporters to not only beat the ridiculous extra £3 uh, fee in the run-up to kick-off and see the game without donating extra revenue to the regime, but also hugely inconvenience the club's management. Thousands of leaflets have been distrib- uh, distributed across Charlton, so we urge fans who know local residents to encourage them and their neighbours to collect tickets and then re distribute them to supporters. Supporters should note that those who defer obtaining their ticket until after 1pm in the hope of getting one in the White Swan may, if, un- if unaccessible, have to pay the surcharge. Although Card recently pledged not to disrupt any of the team's matches in August, the group pledged that protests against the regime would continue off the pitch. Card will announce further details of its plans to protest at the opening match against Northampton uh, in due course. So, so what do you make of you guys? That is a, a certainly a very different um, mm. protest. I guess they're, they're trying to make sure that anyone who wants to come on Saturday gets a free ticket, doesn't give Roland any more money. Mm. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's another it's another idea, you know, and it may, it's, we'll see how, how successful it is. But, um, yeah, I think it's quite a good idea, you know. But, um, yeah, I don't know about you, though. I think it's something different, isn't it? It's something yeah. different to what we've had so far. And it's quite it's quite an ingenious idea, really, to be fair. It is, yeah. I, th- I think it's quite a good idea. Um, but like, like Nathan said, we'll see how successful it is, how many people you know it's getting the people from around the area to do it isn't it i'm not sure how many people live in sc7 actually come to the games 
I think we touched on it earlier, but you think Carter right not to disrupt protests? I mean, even though after that, after a lot of fans were probably feeling more positive at the start of the summer, where there was these these three marquee signings, and, and generally I've, I've gauged that the fans' feelings have gone downhill over the summer and not really been rescued by any signings made at the end of the uh, at the end of the summer, and made even worse by that that defeat yesterday. Do you think it's still the right decision not to disrupt games? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, when, when they first come out of it, I thought it was a nice thing to do because we've all got to remember it's not Russell that we're against here, you know, and it's support, you know, we've got to support the team and Russell as much as possible. So, um, even though, yeah, Saturday, yesterday rather, was pretty dire, um, we'll stick at, we, I think we should stick at it and then do, do other stuff like they're doing now and then just, yeah, not disrupt the game. So I think it's good that we're, you're going to have some people that want, probably want to step it up a little bit now after yesterday, which is natural, but mm. yeah, I think we should still leave it as it is. So yeah, that was the the statement from Card. If you if you go over to the, the Card Twitter account or if you look on Facebook, Charlton Life Forum, wherever, you'll be able to see that all in the, all written down so you'll be able to um, uh, to join in with, with that protest if you see fit. A tweet in from Lewis Wheeler uh, says, would have been a... a uh, we, we, uh, uh, he was talking about uh, George Moncari. So it shows that although Slade might not have wanted him, just shows how important getting a creative... Uh, George Munker would have been would have been a creative spark from midfield, but of course, old Ebenezer Scrooge didn't want to spend his uh, millions because mm. we, we all knew we were in for uh, Munker, the Colchester player at the start of the season that never never came through in the end. Uh, Lisbon, who we talked about earlier, says, "Great show, guys, and thanks for the shout out." Once you hear the mayor, the mayor news, you may trust the truth in my in my other statement. Uh, so uh, so that's uh, Robin. Uh, Lisbon there right we've got about 20 minutes left uh, we're going to come back to your emails in a, in a few seconds time Cousins lovely ball into the part of Goodmanson can he take his man on he does he's trying to be pulled back but he's in the area the ball across the middle and there's a goal Joel had the lead again, super work, firstly from Henderson to roll it out to Cousins, who did a pinpoint pass into the part of Goodmanson, and instead of Goodmanson going on his own, a slide rule ball across the penalty area, picked out Vettikaili, who buried his chance, and Charlton are 2-1 up. Charlton Live Welcome back to Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. It's a Sunday evening looking back. Yesterday we lost uh, 2-0 to Berry, unfortunately, our opening game uh, of, of our League One season. Uh, back on the emails, Bruce Ferrugia, who uh, I saw on the train home yesterday, or I saw getting off the train home, says, uh, completely appalled and embarrassed by yesterday's performance. I can't say that I'm surprised, though. Friendlies are friendlies, but we looked so far off the pace in pre-season, it was a sign of things to come. How can you name seven substitutes that are all youth products who have no experience at this level, barring Lookman maybe, who are you going to turn to when you inevitably go 1-0 down? A thousand fans travelled all that way yesterday to endure more suffering and misery that has been heavily inflicted by a disgraceful regime who continue to sell, sell, sell and not invest in the team. Expect more, uh, expect more results like this to follow. No disrespect to Berry, but they're going to be one of the weaker teams we play this season. Worrying times for our club. I mean, the, the only thing I will say, I thought, I thought Berry actually started all right yesterday. And mm. Having been in League One, that uh, Russell Slade said himself in his interview, that's the sort of team, as you said earlier, Nate, that's the sort of team when we go away from home, people aren't going to sit back off us, especially mm. when we're looking fragile, especially mm. from set of pieces. They're going to come at us mm. and they're going to be big bruising teams and we're mm. going to lose uh, aerial battles and, and we need to be prepared for that sort of thing. We need to adjust. You know, mm. I remember when we last went from League One back to the Championship and we our first home game, we um, away at Birmingham played really well. Our first home game was against Leicester 
and then we played Forest away not long after that and Derby away and we were getting passed around and I remember thinking I haven't seen football like this mm. for three years and the, the difference in the type of football you get in between the mm. two levels is, is quite stark mm. yeah I mean th- that's the difference between the Championship and League One I mean Championship you've got players probably Premiership players that can move the ball quicker whereas League One you're going to have some players who are quite eloquent on the ball but you're not it's not going to be as quick it's, it's a lot more direct and it's a lot more physical than it is in the Championship I mean, you've got to have your sort of wits about you tactically and I think that's why yesterday Russell saw that and knew to push the fullbacks on and then that's how you're going to get your success because you've got you can't just expect to pass someone off the pitch, uh, pitch because you're just going to get battered you've been Sorry. on the pitch mate <laughs> 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 yeah. no yesterday but yeah <laughs> you're going to get teams who are just going to sit there and absolutely be bruisers because they're going to see if you're going to be up for the fight or not and that's what it's going to come down to especially away from home yeah, and um, like I say, do you, th- do you think the players will have to take that time to adjust as well? Uh, yeah, I mean, but I mean, even with with some of the players we've got in that side, um, you know, Ricky Holmes has made the step up the division. So I thought he maybe I thought League Two is probably even rougher than mm. than League One. But I mean, like you say, he was one of our standout players yesterday. So he's there. You know, you've got Crofts who hasn't really had much, probably had much game time last mm. year. I'm not too sure um, with him Foley, and, and yeah, like you say, we've, we have got to, we have got to adapt. Um, and maybe it's going to take a little bit of time, but which we need the numbers. That's the the long and short of it is we need we need a squad. Mm. We haven't got one. Yeah. Kevin Tanner, email studio at chatonlive.co.uk. He says for me it was four things. Brackets Rojo apart. Uh, first, despite great support, the team failed to respond and just kept hoofing the ball forwards with no attempt to play it out. Second, we didn't have the right balance in midfield. Which I think is, was, was obvious to see. I think that, that's a very, very correct point. Uh, third, we have learnt nothing from last season. Our back four cannot defend set pieces, especially corners. Lastly, why do we persist in taking free kicks quickly when absolutely nothing has come from them uh, for as long as I remember? I mean, uh, in terms of our set pieces yesterday, we weren't like we weren't attacking them well mm, enough no. for me. We were put, any time we put a ball into the box, it was rare. We weren't attacking them, so you can see why they were trying something a bit different, I guess, mm. with the with taking them quickly. But yeah, dis- I mean, set pieces in both boxes yesterday, we were really disappointing. Yeah, yeah, we were, but I think it's going to come down to again. It's just giving it time. I know I keep saying it, but I mean, with the the back, you know, the two centre halves and you know set pieces and occasionally pumping the ball in a box. You know, there's so much organisation and so much ideas going into things. It's going to take a time for obviously the two centre halves mainly to communicate and get to know each other their strengths weaknesses in you know scoring and defending so hopefully you know now we've we've got a couple of leaders and a couple of decent players that know the league and the English league we can and can communicate in English um, mm-hmm. it might improve but you know we're, we're, we can only wait and see but yesterday yeah we were uh, pretty poor at the <laughs> defending and attacking yeah in terms of set pieces yeah, yeah, three, three out of four um, defenders we had last season were, 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 we had yesterday were here last season Jason mm. Pierce the only one who wasn't mm. um, and, and and still so still the, the problems were remaining from yeah. set pieces which was disappointing Dave Hammond uh, he's talking about Charlton Player HD the, the club's commentary uh, provider uh, the, it, there was problems yesterday they didn't get on until half time I think um, oh, really? just, uh, just from my point of view obviously I'm no longer anything to do with that sort of thing <laughs> anyway but um, with my experience in, in what I do for, for the BBC I know, I know how these bits of equipment are set up and I was, ma- I was checking for them because uh, Terry's not there so the, the guys who were doing it weren't, aren't experienced yet so I was helping them out but you know, it's, it's so frustrating because everything down Charlton's end was correct it was, it was the, the 
provider, which is something the fo- that one something that a lot of football league clubs get from the same provider. So it, it was their end. I mean, obviously that that doesn't make it any better because it's still Charlton who are, should be providing commentary, and they can still be frustrated with. It's just disappointing. It wasn't really. Charlton's fault yesterday, which was a shame. Uh, but Dave Hammond says at least it stopped me having to listen to all of the dross played yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I was going to say the first half you didn't really miss much, mate. No, <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, Tom says, "Evening, lads. Uh, all of that, uh, Tom Wallin. This is our very own Tom Wallin. Uh, yeah, says all of that pre-season optimism ruined in ten second half minutes. A eh? first credit to every Charlton fan who travelled up there to support the team. Uh, to get over a thousand is a great achievement. No doubt, Katrine is buzzing to see us in the bottom three again, albeit in a, in a division lower. Uh, Trying not to get too disheartened. Listen to the commentary, and it sounded like we had some okay football in the second half, which is true. Uh, considering we had new, seven new players on the show, we still have a lot of injuries." Things can only get better. Having said all that, Roland and Katrine need to accept that the continuing underinvestment is only sending us one way. Slade needs at least two or three players who can go straight into our first 11 and probably another two or three who can uh, act as impact uh, squad players. If what Rod- Rojo said is true, then he should be sacked. The fans are the lifeblood of the club to have travelled so far after the rubbish we've uh, put up with for the last three years is to be admired. I'd be very grateful if he could take his own advice and never play for us again. I didn't like him when he was playing well for us, and I certainly don't now. Uh, when was that? He said I would happily <laughs> sacrifice his experience for someone who understands the club. Anyway, uh, onwards and hopefully offers him. And, and that is the talking point of yesterday, and the, the, yeah. the alleged Rojo remarks. And I, I, the, the thing is, no fans aren't going to forget that now, are they? No. And so I think that's, that, that's going to live with him for the rest of the season. Well, I can see, I can see Saturday being a bit difficult for him if he plays. Definitely, um, it's not. Yeah, it's not going to be well received if he's in that starting yeah, eleven on Saturday. I think it'll be interesting if um, if it does come out, and obviously I don't know if Jacko knows, or I'm sure someone's let him know. <laughs> if it does come out, and how Russell deals with the situation, and if he takes him out of the mm. spotlight, or if he just says, "Right, well, you've done it now. You've got made your bed now. You've got to lay in it and prove mm. that you know you're you're up for it, or whatever." It'll be interesting to see how it sort of plays out now. But because um, I, I had a couple of people tweeting me. Uh, yesterday, and it was, it was after I'd already done the interview. I didn't find out about this situation until after I'd done mm. the interview. But it's asking if I had asked Slade, and to be honest, I don't think I would have asked Slade then because mm. dust hasn't settled yet. It probably hadn't even been talked about in the dressing room yet. Mm. Um, it'd be interesting to see if it has been by Tuesday. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, it, if there is something to be handled, which by the sounds of it there is, allegedly, uh, it'd be interesting to see how it is handled by Slade by other squad members. Um, they're very interesting indeed, and by the fans who, like I said, they're, they're not going to forget that. And he, he's not a popular, not. he's not a popular player. No matter how well he plays, sometimes he's not a popular figure. No, because Foxy, Foxy come out. He, someone said on the forum that Foxy come out and sort of thank the fans for coming up and that sort of stuff after the game so it shows the two different the contrast in the comments from two different players you know what I mean so, I do love Morgan Fox yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I'll <laughs> say to why he, he, has, he does take a lot of stick as well yeah, yeah. He that's the thing his performance yeah. yesterday he, he was he was brilliant He's, yeah. he has come along, along nicely though, mm. I think yeah. but. Uh, John Ralph says hi guys after listening to your Thursday preview a uh, big match preview don't forget that it's live now on Maritime Radio every Thursday oh, if, you yeah, if you want to listen on 7pm <laughs> on a Thursday you can listen to us for an hour live otherwise it's still on the podcast as well uh, uh, live twice a week now you lucky people uh, <laughs> hi guys after listening to your Thursday preview I started to feel deep regret that I hadn't renewed my season ticket for this season in the Werther's stand you sounded so optimistic yes <laughs> bracket oops compared to what I had been reading on the various form, uh, forums I nearly wilted and ran down to the valley first thing to Mon- uh, on Monday to renew would they have been opened he says <laughs> so about a £15 fee or something <laughs> yeah. uh, after what happened yesterday and subsequent reports what a relief hope it improves for all our sakes hearing the first 10 minutes tonight 
you've changed your bloody tune from Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true though. Mm. Pre-match optimism is something that I mean, we're all fans here, and yeah. that's what we we suffer from. Mm. Pre-match optimism. We'll, we'll be the same on Thursday. We'll do it yeah. again on Thursday. We'll be like, right, yeah, three 0 this, this is it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but it, it, last year. it was it was a case of we were looking. At, I was looking at those that marquee that starting eleven, hoping that would be good enough, and it just turned out not to be. And that was the, the disappointing thing. But watching that game yesterday, I mean that that first half, I described it on on Twitter at halftime as bland. Yeah, yeah it's really, so true. Yeah. So like having spaghetti bolognese without the bolognese, it's just bland. Just spaghetti. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, just spaghetti. What did I say yesterday? Yeah. Like a, a, Plain Nando's. Yeah, no, plain, just, just like plain no chicken. Sauce. It's like yeah. watching a plain Nando's. It's like it's like an <laughs> austerity dinner. <laughs> um, just bread, uh, just dry. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like eating at an orphanage. Uh, Mark Newbury says, "Evening, Louis and boys. Uh, a starting team which, given the availability of certain players, would have been uh, most people starting in lineup, but not having a bench which could influence the game really hit us. I still don't think Lookman is ready to start, but also seems to be having his head turned by the attention on him by alleged Premier, uh, Premier League scouts. And unless he gets an automatic loan back to us, his career might go down uh, the gurgler. I mean, people always thought. I mean, we, we don't know what's happening with Lookman. I mean, I, I wasn't expecting Callum to be sold. So, I mean, Lookman, mm. I, I was, I was, I spent the entire summer expecting to be sold. He's been given a good number in the squad. Yeah, seven. Mm. I think that's telling. Um, but what is it though? <laughs> I mean, I, well, if, I'm if, hoping. If, Who knows? If, <laughs> if a good, if, if even a, an average offer comes at the end of the transfer window, I, I could see us taking that, and that'd be a problem. The, the, the only view I have on the Lookman situation is if I was. I know a lot of the, the Premiership clubs sort of buy up and loan and farm them out and stuff. I just think he's not had a full season yet. And I just think that's probably what's put a lot of... Not put him off, but it's probably... Give him another season, see how he develops, and then assess the situation in. Because they're not going to be able... They're not going to pay big money. You know, let's face it. They're not gonna, we're not going to be commanding £15 million for Lookman if he does have a good season. So yeah. that's why I think a lot of teams are just going to wait it out and see how he yeah. develops. The, the loan back thing that Mark... I can't remember us... I mean, we've never done that. We've never actually... Uh, the, only, uh, the only... I mean, who's ever actually achieved that? I think Palace with Zaha done it once. That's the only time I can I ever really hear about it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe did Deli Ali go back to MK Dons, I think, on loan for us? Yeah, he did yeah. for it, didn't well, he? For some reason, we never, we never be able to secure that deal. And Mark carries on. We supposedly had three months to try and assemble a squad, but until we knew who was left, it was never going to happen. Uh, the outs proved that this week. And then reading about this Scots forward, his scoring record is hardly enough to be excited about. And maybe picking up a lone kid from a championship club will be our only hope. He says he won't start panicking until October, though, which is good. Uh, final email for this evening. Uh, Matthias Johnson says, Hi, guys. I'm feeling very sad after the game. Never have seen Charlton fans turn on the team uh, so much at the end. The fans came up in great numbers, but were let down by the performance. And uh, as he said to me, Matthias was one of the um, interviews we heard during the, the Charlton fan interviews there. Uh, he says, as, a, as I said to you, Louis, the squad is too small for a promotion uh, challenge. Thanks for the interview. Hope to see you at the Valley soon. We hope to see you as too, Matthias. He's, he's, he lives up in Sheffield. Though. He, brought his, he brought his brother along yesterday. He's a Sheffield Wednesday fan, and we were discussing. Oh dear. Yeah, we, well, we were discussing <laughs> like oh, uh, said, if he fancies Sheffield Wednesday because I, I, I think Sheffield Wednesday look right this season. Yeah, mm. uh, and they beat uh, they beat today Villa, Villa, yeah, yeah, yeah. by a goal. Won me uh, thirty four quid. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> yes, there you go. That's not all bad news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Dan Finch uh, says massively disappointing result, but think criticism of Slade is harsh. Apart from Lookman. What other options did he have? I mean, mm. and that, that's the truth of it. Yeah. There, there is no options no. at the moment. And that's, you know, you can say whether that's his fault or not. I mean, we look at the signings that Russell Slade has made. And I think we made this point on Thursday. Mm. Signings in, you know, we, 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 not everyone's going to be a marquee signer. I think the likes of Crofts and Foley are 
squad water carrier sort of thing, keep yeah. the midfield ticking over, probably hoping not to have to play them both in central midfield at the same time too often. Mm. Apart from that, the signings we've made are all the sort of player we should be signing. Yeah, you, yeah. you, you said on Thursday the front three got more goals last year than we got as a team last season. By, so yeah, outscored us by nine. Yeah, so it's like Novak, Holmes, and the Jose. Uh, amazing signings in itself but if they added to the, a squad that we already had a, a decent squad that we had it would be amazing but we, we just bought by them and then sell off about 28 others or whatever we sold you know what mm. I mean and that's the let's just get this the, the amount of people that are going even just just shipping them out mm. you, know, you know Berglitch you know he's he's off isn't he and there's yeah like, someone's going to have his contract terminated yeah. Yeah. yeah he didn't come back from uh, from, from his summer holidays which <laughs> yeah. I didn't know yeah Yeah. Uh, uh, Big Tone says great show as always regarding the state of the club it's just embarrassing incompetence and unfortunately nothing uh, will change Dan says good show lads let's hope we get some players in this week and someone should take up that offer of the Wolves fans tweet alright we're going to be back in uh, about five minutes left here on Channel Live on Maritime Radio back in 30 seconds we'll look ahead to Tuesday's Cup tie away at Cheltenham This is fed in, lovely touch. Goes around his player, chips across the box. Jackson! Oh, yes! What a goal by Johnny Jackson! Arriving late in the box, Holmes Dennis with a pinpoint cross, and the skippers give a Charlton the lead. Charlton Live. Talking about Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. Uh, just one more email quickly, Douglas Henwood. Um, I don't actually know what meeting he's talking about, but he says hopefully Mr Slave will be at this meeting. Uh, so you talk the talk, but we, the, we the customers, oh, we are not called the fans by the CEO, uh, know full well that you, like those, have gone before you, that the blame lies with KM who controls the purse strings. Well, I, I think it's actually Roland rather than KM yeah. uh, mm. who controls the purse strings. She is never going to give you a free hand uh, to buy top quality players, so the blame is hers, not yours. Again, I think it's Roland's via, you know, via Katrine, but it's mainly Roland for yeah. me. Um, uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh, old saying, but if you use peanuts, you will attract monkeys. Please explain that to the CEO. I personally think you are going to have great difficulties in getting quality players. I wish you good luck, and you will need that by the cartloads. That's uh, Douglas's uh, message to, to, to Big Russ, Russell Slade. And there is Big Russ, Russell Slade, who will be taking us to Cheltenham Town in the League Cup on Tuesday night. Uh, I'm not sure how many fans we're expecting. You, you two fancy it? Uh, I'm washing my hair. Yeah, I'm not about that one. I can't really make away Tuesday ones because of yeah, work and it's, stuff. It's, but. A, it's a, an ache of the uh, the lower regions to get to, to Cheltenham on a Tuesday night. Just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, in turn, I mean, it's so it's so important that we get we get a, a result just in terms of something. To yeah, touch. I mean, just confidence. Yeah, we'll, we'll have uh, you'll have some lines from Andrew Cross in the South London Press and the, the news shop and whatnot tomorrow, talking about how 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 important this game is now. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. It's like uh, Nathan said off the air. Slade's got to stick with that same eleven uh, and try and you know get them, get them playing together, get them working, and you know hopefully get a result, which may be a little bit of a confidence booster going into the Northampton game on Saturday. Mm. Yeah, I mean, what, what sort of lineup to me? Because I was sort of making a joke before the game yesterday, um, saying uh, or. Because you know, uh, someone said, "Oh, do, do you think you'll make changes for Tuesday?" I said, "We well, ain't got a squad, really." I mean, Russell Slade did come out and say there will be changes, so the youngsters are going to get games. Yeah. But you know, it's important, perhaps, that uh, a fair few of these players who are still struggling match fitness, mm-hmm. uh, gelling. I mean, it's, it's it's almost like an additional pre-season friendly for us. Yeah, I I'd, I can't see a Jose starting. If I'm honest, I, I think he will leave him out. Um, I think Hannon might get a go. Uh, 
but I think I think the back four I would I would keep the back four and Rudd without a shadow of doubt just let, let them keep playing because I think we'd be fine that way obviously won't put Jacko on the left this time um, <laughs> yeah I'd probably have Jacko and Cross in the middle as well if they're it depends what niggles we've got, doesn't it? But again, who are we going to put in anyway? Yeah. Start getting people off the street soon. So. I wouldn't mind Lutman playing up top, maybe give Tariq a go on the left. Yeah, that's what I mean. Tariq's another option there. So, mm. yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting. But I'll be surprised if Jose actually plays at all. But yeah. I could be wrong. What do you think the atmosphere will be like at the Valley on Tuesday, uh, on next Saturday if we lose? Um, or even if we don't lose? I'm more, I'm more worried about the attendance. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how it's, how it's just going to be. Oh, God it, I think it would. Dep- I think it might be a little bit upbeat. I don't know. It depends. It dep- again, it, we said it last year in so many home games. It depends how we start. It really mm-hmm. does. If we start on the front foot, I think the, we'll get the fans will get on the side, and I think we'll have a good game. But it all depends on that start. If we start like we did yesterday, it's going to be quite a miserable day again. Mm. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll preview the Northampton yeah. game on Tuesday, and we'll look back at the Cheltenham game, but. You know, important that they get something to try yeah. to try and win win this fan base back over. Mm. Definitely, it's it's a massive result. You know, first first game back at the Valley for this season, it's got to it's got to be a performance. It's got to be there for the people that that have renewed the season tickets that are going to turn out to the games. Um, there's got to be something for them to cling on to, and hopefully we can do it because we we need it. Right, uh, we've pretty much run out of time on this on this week's uh, Sunday edition of Charlton Live, the first Sunday show of the season here on Maritime Radio. Don't forget, you can listen to us on Thursday evening now, live at seven pm. The big match preview, where, as I just said, we'll be looking forward to the Northampton game. We'll look back at the uh, the game against Cheltenham Town in in the League Cup. Uh, don't forget, if you want to catch up on any of our shows, you can go to iTunes, Acast, any podcast app out there, and search for Charlton Live. You'll be able to catch up with our, our whole archive of shows. Uh, if you want to listen to Charlton Live on the go, you can download the TuneIn app, which is the, uh, an app which plays all, loads of different radio stations on your phone. You can listen to us on the go. If you just download it, search for Charlton Live, we've got our own uh, TuneIn station, which is pretty cool. Actually, I was quite happy with that. <laughs> uh, uh, but anyway, yeah, that is uh, our show for this evening. Uh, Nathan and Lewis, thanks for joining us here on Charlton Live. No, no worries. See you Thursday. I've been Louis Mendez. This has been Charlton Live. I'm going to hand you back now to Maritime Radio. <laughs> Favorite music and everything local. Your Maritime Radio. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just sixty bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.